I'm Alex Trepchinski. I'm Angie Check. I'm Barbara Stewart. I'm Ben Joseph Stewart. I'm Bliss Young. I'm Marin Green. I'm Natasha Kingsbury. I am Dr. Jacob Egbert. I'm Sarah Gustafson. I'm Valerie Jacobson. And this is the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. Welcome back. It's the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. That's O, obvious changes that need to happen in healthcare. B, bringing women back to the center of the conversation around women's health. G, giving a voice to holistic practitioners of all varieties in the women's health space. Why? Why? Because I love what I do here. And N, I'm Nathan Riley, MD, the Holistic OBGYN, and I'm bringing you another stellar conversation. We're the best in the business providing this information to a niche market, which is growing as people learn how important it is for us to change the conversation around women's health. So I'm the host... I am a holistic OBGYN. I'm board certified in obstetrics and gynecology. I'm also a hospice physician. I'm doing all kinds of wacky stuff in the world, but this is the project that brings me the most joy. And the reason it brings me so much joy is I get to bring people like Sarah Charmoli onto my show. I said your last name funny there. It's Charmoli. Sorry, Sarah. Sarah Charmoli's here. Sarah Charmoli is the director of a company called Effigy Breathwork. Um, She and her cohort, who's the founder, have come up with a style of breathwork that is very different from Wim Hof. It's very different from a lot of the uh, yogic uh, breathing traditions. doesn't mean it's better or worse. It's just different. And the way that the breathing works is that you're consciously hyperventilating for an hour into your chest, not into your belly, you're no, no breath holes. You are in like that for an hour. And it causes a full, a tremendous full body experience. If you're doing it right and you're practicing it, you will leave your body and it will be a full psychedelic come down at the very end. It's not why you should do it. That is just the consequence of doing this um, on top of all the other benefits, which we're going to get to on the in the interview here. What's super special about Sarah is that she was one of the few people in attendance at our home birth back in November 2021 when we welcomed Everly Rosa Tellup Riley into the world at home in our bedroom on our big king-size bed. Didn't even make it into the birth tub because we were doing breath work with Sarah, thinking, we're just going to burn some time here early in labor. Like, this could be 36 hours. You don't know. So her her water broke. Stephanie's water broke around 5 p.m. on the... Oh, boy. (laughs) the 6th of November. I almost said the 23rd, but that's uh, our first daughter's birthday. The 6th of November, water broke at 5 p.m. 6 p.m. Sarah arrives. We're going to do some early labor breath work. 6.41, the baby's out. Or 6.46, I believe it is. Sarah was asked to leave at 6.41, and usually her sessions last 60 minutes. We made it to 40 minutes, and Stephanie was like, this baby's coming, Sarah. I love you. You got to go. Midwife is there. Bam, baby's out. And so through the breath work, it was like a portal opened. This baby slid out. It was She was asleep. She was perfect. She was on Stephanie's chest moments later, the placenta, who knows when that came out. We were just in la-la land with this baby. It was almost as if the portal opened and the breath work facilitated the passage of this baby through the portal. And the transformation of spirit that I witnessed that day was more powerful, despite it just being my baby, of course, right? It was more powerful than anything I've experienced. So... 
Sarah has now been working with midwives. She's working with my friend Marin Green. She's done a couple workshops for her over just east of us in Berea, Kentucky. And there is something to this. So if you're a birth worker out there, this is particularly going to be particularly interesting for you because I don't know if any of you have ever seen a birth quite like this. And Sarah and I kind of dig into that a little bit. It's also going to be helpful if you're planning to have a baby. If you want some style of breathwork that's going to uh, be a little different, perhaps a little bit challenging, it is very safe in pregnancy and in, in, in the birth experience because you're hyper-oxygenating. You're not becoming hyper-captic with breath holds. That's why with Wim Hof, you're not supposed to hold your breath. Wim Hof is something I do almost every single day, but this breathwork is, is especially relevant, I think, for birth. So without further ado, I am very, very, very pleased to bring you my conversation with Sarah Charmoli of Effigy Breath. Hi, Sarah. Hi. We're recording. We're hoping we're not going to have a right error in this damn device. <laughs> and uh, we're just staring at it. Sarah, yeah. you bring strong energy wherever you go. I mean, maybe, I and guess. You, I, yeah, I think you screw with electronics, man. <laughs> Light bulbs flickering. You're like a poltergeist. Yeah, I have had that experience You're recently. my ginger poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> it's my hair. It's your hair. <laughs> um, we're sitting here at my, at my uh, lovely property in Louisville, and I get the privilege of living down the road from you mm-hmm. because you have this awesome program. Breathwork is all the rage right now. It, it, is it? It is. I've heard. Oh, I've seen okay. it. I've seen it on the Instagrams. I mean, I'm not sure it is. Like, I can say for myself that when I started doing this about nine years, when I would say, when people would ask me what I do, and I'd say, oh, I teach breath work, they would right. be like, breast work? What's that? Breast work. Breast tell me work. More. Tell me more. Um, but now There's when I say... In <laughs> and an H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not your breasts. Yeah. Now when I say, oh, I teach breath work, people are like, oh, I've heard of that. I want to yeah. do that. Or oh, absolutely not. One of the yeah. two. Why, why do you think people are, are averse to breath work? Well, I think people hear things about what it is, and I think it's uh, confronting. It is confronting, yeah. Yeah. Especially because most of us are sitting on our um, computers all day or we're on the bus or we're in the car or whatever, and we kind of get into this like slumpy pattern mm-hmm. where most of the, my breathing, like I'm a super yang excess gentleman, mm-hmm. uh, as many men are really. Yeah. And um, compare me to Stephanie, your other good friend, yes. my wife, who she could be totally comfortable just relaxing during the day and like she'll she'll pick it up and go to the gym and kill it yeah and she comes back and she's in a household of all this yang excess right like there's mm-hmm. little kids running around there's there's music there's me like i come yeah. in like a little tornado once in a while and i <laughs> tidy up and i run back out to the office and and so in that space where we're like kind of in this hunch pattern we're working 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 we forget to breathe mm-hmm. and before I start most of my episodes that we didn't do it this time, but we can, we do this grounding breath and it's, it's a lovely opportunity to just remember, oh yeah, your lungs can expand mm-hmm. and you can oxygenate your blood mm-hmm. and it actually starts to reset that parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system. And I feel better. So maybe, why don't we start with that? Why don't we, yeah. why don't we start with a big breath so that everybody can understand what we're talking about? Cause none of them have taken a big breath yet today. I'm sure. Let's <laughs> start. Not. Why okay. don't you lead us in a big breath All right. or a couple, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, if you are sitting somewhere and you can put your feet on the floor, that's good. Close your eyes. Cause it's, um, I, I think the breath is the bridge. It's a, it's a bridge between the outer and the inner. It's a bridge between, um, 
life and death. It's a creation. It's, it's a way to be creative. Mm-hmm. So um, closing your eyes, it puts you in touch with what's been my estimation, the most important, what happens in the world you're living in on the inside of you. Mm. So we'll do a couple of breaths. Just the first one is take it in through the nose and out through the mouth. And really empty all the way out. Just empty all the way out so that you can, when you fill back up, you feel the extra space. Inhale through the nose. Out through the mouth. One more and really find the edge at the top, the top of the inhale. So when you get to the top and you think you've hit it, take in a little more air. So go again, inhale. More and out. And now feel your feet. Just connect your body to the earth. The breath to me is the most profound thing because it's, it is what we share. Like we all have to share air. <laughs> we're just sharing all the time. We are. Like to think that we're not intrinsically, fundamentally connected is so ridiculous. We share resource to be alive. Yeah. You, you can go days without food. You can go days without water, but you cannot go more than a couple minutes. Moments, you tell me, yeah. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> how many minutes can you go without your uh, breath? 4.5, exactly. Really? No, I don't know. Is that a medical term? <laughs> well, there was a, remember there was that guy in the era of COVID, there was this, it wasn't a deep sea diver. He was a like a solo. Oh, freak a free diver. Yeah, free diving. That's mm-hmm. what it is. He was able to hold, I think it was a French guy. Mm. He was able to hold his breath for like 10 minutes plus. Nuts. And then got covid or got the vaccine i think it was Mm. and he ended up starting having some of the the heart issues we're hearing about and i mean who knows exactly we're not going to talk about covid here but he is demonstrably less good (laughs) less successful at holding his breath now so there's this something that that resulted but i mean that that is neither here nor there but 10 plus minutes of of a breath hold nuts i think they would measure that by using like a co2 monitor like if you're starting to respire Uh uh-huh then there's air moving in and out. So right. they would use that to detect it. And he didn't, he could hold it for like 10 plus minutes. So, wow. And you're going in into deep water under right. pressure, right. higher than atmospheric pressure. So that's pretty impressive. So that's for insane. that guy, it's 10 minutes plus. For me yeah. and you, it's probably a minute or so. <laughs> I don't know yeah. when the last time was that I didn't breathe for a minute. Maybe like during a Wim Hof breathing, one of those things. Well, probably, you know, like we've done sessions and at the end of breathing like you would with me after the end of an hour, like you don't need to breathe for minutes on end. Yeah, that's true. Minutes can go by because your whole body is oxygenated. Like the cells have what it needs. Yeah. But I mean, that does expire too. Like you eventually have to come back and take a breath. Sure. Yeah. So, so Sarah, we met you because we met our uh, mutual friend, JD and Johnny, his husband. Mm -hmm. And I think they put us, us in touch with you and it was sort of like hit or miss. And then we finally ended up being like, Hey, Sarah, we want to be friends with you. Can you come over for dinner? And it was, yeah, well, I had stopped. It it was matrimony, (laughs) but I think I had stopped by the week that Penny was born 
and you let me hold your baby. And I knew that we were going to be friends because I had just met you right. and you let me hold your newborn child. The strange like, who ginger does that? sorceress is holding our baby. I guess she's cool. <laughs> who does that? Like let's just a perfect stranger walk into their house and yeah. just like take a hold of yeah. the newborn. I was like, these people are my friends. Well, you know, we had heard you, you went to Burning Man. I think we probably even yeah. saw a naked photo of you. I don't know, but it, it, you <laughs> I'm know, sure you have. because everybody's great. seen us all naked. Right? Yeah. And uh, it was like, oh wow, this person has some interesting stuff going on. Yeah. And not least of which is this breath program that I had never heard of, Effigy. Yeah. And, you know, everybody hears about Wim Hof. So let's talk a moment about that because it's not a competition to you. It's a completely Absolutely different not. style of breathing. It's the one of the advantages to the Wim Hof style of breathing is that you get that CO2 retention. It helps you with VO2 right. max. And there's athletes that use it. Wim Hof is this crazy Iceman guy yeah. who, who uses... Um, his techniques, which are sort of illustrated through his breath work mm -hmm. in order to plunge into cold waters, in order to stave off infection. Like I remember they yeah. did a clinical trial where they injected him with some sort of E. coli, bacteria, e. coli right? Yeah. And he was able to stave off this massive nervous system response to that. And everybody was wowed. And, yeah. you know, you don't really need data to su suggest that breathing is good for you. Sure. But this guy was doing outlandish things and he has a right. cult following as a result. And his sessions are like, you know, 10, 15 minutes maybe. I mean, you could go You could go further. You could do of 45 course. minutes of Wim Hof breathing, but there's yeah. that breath hold that is a differentiator with other styles of breathing. Mm -hmm. And I'd heard about Wim Hof and I'd practiced a little bit with that. And when I went in to breathe with you mm -hmm. for the first time, I was me, not Stephanie wasn't there because I think Stephanie was, she was probably postpartum at the time yes. and she was going through her own right. healing journey. So I joined you and there was like a neighbor that joined yeah. and- it was a breathing, it was an hour of hyperventilating, uh -huh. conscious hyperventilating, mm -hmm. where I wasn't breathing into my belly, which is something I'd practiced so much that you were like, stop that. Yeah. You, know, you had your hand <laughs> on my chest. You were like, breathe here, breathe here. And there was mm -hmm. a bunch of people on Zoom. And Elijah, the co-founder of, uh, yeah. or the owner or whatever. He's of, the founder um, of FG. The founder. Yeah. He um, was leading it by Zoom. Mm-hmm. And he had his own soundtrack and it was in and out, in and out, pretty simple. Yeah. For 60 minutes. Yep. And we'll talk about like what actually, what my experience was, I suppose. But like, why, like, like what is the differentiator between this style and other styles? Let's just start there. Yeah. I think, you know, well, first let me say just like I, just on the competition thing, anybody in my world, like breathwork has been a thing that's been pretty far outside the mainstream only now i don't think it's in the mainstream at all right now i think it's in our mainstream yeah, yeah, because right, we're these right. sort of weird people that seek this stuff out like this but i think in the globe at large this is not a mainstream thing we are not justin bieber of healing <laughs> like this is just not a thing right so i think anybody from my point of view anybody doing breath work it's good business for me yeah so I, it, and the breath is to me, I love it. I think it's the fuel of my life. So anybody that wants to talk about breath, any kind of breath work, whether it's Kundalini to Wim Hof to holotropic to rebirth, or just have a big, deep breath, take like, a deep breath that is the practice. Yeah, It's amazing. Yeah. And I think like I, I can talk all day about that. Yeah. So I think the differentiating factor from what I can tell, and like, I have done a lot of this style of breathing. I've done led hundreds of sessions at this point with thousands of people. So I have just my own iteration in my own life. I mean, I've done some Wim Hof stuff. I know a little bit about holotropic, a little bit about rebirthing, but it's, it's a lot of anecdotal yeah, things yeah, sure. that I hear. But I think the one thing that is different from other techniques that I can tell is, is me, mm. like my involvement. So part of what 
um, effigy is about. It's like, I'm, I'm there to hold the space, to guide, to, to lead you and to get involved with your energy in a way to help it expand, to move, to release whatever needs to happen. And I don't say that as a way to like, (laughs) you can't do this by yourself and get the benefits from it if I'm not there because I'm some arrogant person that like must be involved. That's, that's not how I mean it. I just mean like part of what keeps this is differentiating is that like, I am there to help you break the pattern. Like we can't see ourselves, right? And it's like, and to me, as and we can get into more of this too if we talk more just about the technique itself. But yeah. you do a technique like this; it's so intense, and it just is bringing up all of your show, stuff. Show me a couple of the breaths, just yeah. so people can hear it. Sure. So it's uh, three-parted, focused on the inhale through the mouth into the chest. So if you put mm-hmm. your hand like right on the center of your chest, if you push in like on the sternum there, the yeah, it's, bony what, part. it's what hurts okay. when you yeah, touch it. Sternal and rub, it yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, that's where you want to focus your breath and you just let your jaw go really relaxed. <gasps> just open, just let your jaw hang open. You don't have to suck in or blow out, but you put your jaw really relaxed and then you take in the deepest breath that you can right into the center of your chest, right where your fingers are. <sighs> And then let it out. And the, and the exhale is nothing. It's just like you can't, the breath doesn't go anywhere except out at that point. Yeah. So do 10 of those. We can do 10 together. Let's do it. Just in te- ten breaths, I'm already, I'm almost in the state already. <laughs> you just like lisped. Little, it's ten breaths. I'm already in the state that was, already. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was I feel giggly. Like that's yeah. how it feels. Yeah. It's so intoxicating just to do it ten is. breaths, right? And so when you're doing that, like you cannot hide from yourself. Mm. And part of like I think this practice is really therapeutic. I think it's a, it is a therapy. It's a way to break yourself of patterns, traumas, stuff that's just energetically stuck in your system. Sure. So going back to like the the differentiating factor of my involvement. My involvement is like if if you do a lot of this on your own, especially out the gate when you don't really know what's going on and there's all this physical stuff or emotional yeah. stuff or these ecstatic experiences, like the idea of this is not to like get high and transcend yeah, it's like, I'm there to help you break the pattern. And it's a, if I can say like, Nathan, focus on the inhale. If you're starting, if like, cause it gets so altering and even in 10 breaths, right? You start, the, your state starts to alter mm. and your mind, you're, you kind of can't even hang on to right. your faculties in the same way you would if we're just sitting here talking. So that's how the patterns get shown, which is the point of doing something like this. And to break the pattern, it's like to have help. Yeah, And that is one of the biggest tenets of my own leadership or my own facilitating or practice and doing this is like, don't do it by yourself. Yeah. We can't yeah. do it. We can't heal by ourselves. Nobody can heal by themselves. Like, don't do it alone. I mean, I would say that's the biggest thing that people uh, maybe suffer from yeah. coming in. It's like everybody thinks they're alone. Right. You're the monk at the top of the mountain. Right. Yeah. 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 I have no hesitation in promoting the company that I'm about to tell you about. I know you've probably heard about them. They're all over Instagram. They're putting out all this great content in social media. Companies waveblock.com, what they do is they've made these stickers. 
They've spent years, Ben Salem, the owner, has spent years developing these stickers. Everything from the adhesive to the composition of the stickers themselves in order to block as much of the radiation from these powerful modems that you have sitting millimeters from your brain. Block as much of that without compromising signal quality from your earbuds. And stickers that go on the back of your cell phone that block as much of that EMF. So if you're using biogeometry and these other pendants and harmonizing technologies, this is a perfect complement. We do need to be concerned about EMF. I do think this is going to become a sort of sensational thing that we're all suddenly worried about, even though there are many people, including Ben Salem, including me and all of my colleagues in the, in the health coaching world. The dangers of EMF are important. And these earbuds have powerful modems that are millimeters from your head, your cell phone's in your pocket, centimeters from your gonads. You need to protect yourself from that low-dose radiation, which you're being exposed to all day, every day. So there's a really, really great deal available to you as a listener of the Holistic Obajuman podcast. Go to waveblock.com, enter code BELOVED25, and save a whopping 25% on your purchase of these beautiful, elegant little stickers that go in your earbuds or your cell phone. Again, that's waveblock.com. Enter code BELOVED25. Save 25% off your purchase. Let's get back to my conversation with Sarah Tremoli. I I also will add that when you breathe, regardless of the style of breathing, the the, the therapeutic benefits, it's almost like it's compounded by the the, uh, presence of other people who are consciously breathing. In this case, consciously hyperventilating Mm -hmm. and a minute in you're already like what am i doing like a minute of breathing like that we did like 10 seconds or 20 seconds right but a minute of that let alone 60 minutes yep it is very confronting oh my gosh it's It's, so insane it's hard yeah and for me one of the differentiating factors in the different i've done a whole bunch of different types of breathing Mm -hmm. um but one of the differentiating factors for me was that very very quickly you're confronted with your limit yeah. And then you are there. Mm-hmm. You put your hand on my chest and like a grounding blanket, which is mm-hmm. uh, my sister was here. Uh, she left this morning and she, Stephanie and I were having a little bit of a cry fest last night about mm. death and dying and just thoughtful about those things. And your name came up and, and we were reminded of how it felt to be in the room with you breathing. And I think anybody who's going to try this breath mm-hmm. for the first time, if they can do yeah. it in person, yeah, because your presence really does matter. It's, it feels like there's a safety net there for me and yeah. somebody is watching over me. Mm-hmm. Not that you're doing anything, mm-hmm. but energetically you are holding space for this and mm-hmm. you're giving me permission to push through that boundary. Yeah. So when you're able to push through that boundary, mm-hmm. um, whether it's like, I don't know, in exercise or in sex or in birth right. or in death for that matter, right? that's where the growth comes from. Totally. But you need some help with that sometimes. I think everybody needs help. And it's like, you don't, you just don't know what's going on, and especially at the beginning of something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, there's just so much that comes up. And it's so like human beings are so intense. Yeah. Like what we are in just one singular body, right? One autonomous thing. Like that's so intense. The experience of being human is insane. It's so <laughs> wild. And if you start using things like your breath to exalt your system yeah like it's the intensity is what matters it's like can you tolerate yourself can you feel the limit do you want to feel the limit? right right and i think that's the big tenet of my work too it's about resistance yeah and Mm. one of elijah's my business partner his founder of effigy i won't qualify him anymore but elijah (laughs) he um his one of his big sayings is don't be a prisoner to your resistance 
Uh. Resistance is a, it's a prison. And if you can breathe and tolerate absolutely anything and accept anything that's there, whether it be physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, any of it, if you can tolerate it and stay with your consciousness, you're free. Yeah. You can do anything. You can have a hundred babies. Mm. You could, you can be, have a panic attack. Like you could do, you can face the person that most scares you. You can jump out of an airplane. You can do anything. If you can accept a hundred percent, totally accept what you are as a human being, you are free. And we all come in, right, with so much stuff. We have experiences in life that uh, put all, we put armor on, mm. and it just becomes this prison that we're living inside of. And so when you go into a breath, oh my gosh, it's like you just get faced. Imme- it's so intense, and it's so, um, the intense was not the word I was looking for, the, it's so immediate. Yes, yes. The immediacy of like where the ceiling is of like, this is what I can tolerate in a normal moment, but I'm going to keep going and see what happens next. Sure, sure. And I think what you're saying is right. Like to to do it in person is my favorite. I mean, we are doing things virtually and and that has worked too, but... Yeah. Um, I would do it virtually now. Yeah, of course. That I know you and what what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. if I was if I was doing it remotely for the first time, like I have a lot of resistance. Like I don't want to fall apart into a thousand pieces <laughs> in front of a room of people. Um, yeah. But having somebody there to support me also allowed me to go a little further. That was my personal experience. Yeah. So. Well, I think you got the benefit of you know. First of all, and we we had already like made a connection as friends, yeah, and right. I tend to, you know. When I know someone, I can do just different kind of work. It's just sort of yeah. by makeup. <laughs> yeah. And so, so let's talk about like what happens in the breath. And and again, anybody who's out there listening, if you want the mechanism for why things work, this podcast in general is probably not going to be the most exciting thing for you. Because if you have to know the answer to the magic trick, mm-hmm. it kind of ruins the magic trick. It, mo- it ruins yeah. the experience of the, the sort of awe, the awesomeness about it. Yeah. And um, so, so take that with a grain of salt. When I started doing the breathing, um, the first time was very hard. I was very crampy. Like I was resisting it through and through. And then the second time you even said there, you let go, you surrendered mm-hmm. to that. And the experience from, for a lot of people, even experienced breathers, you know, uh, effigy breathers, uh, whatever <laughs> the yeah. term is, um, would be, you know, perhaps some degree of cramping in your feet, in your legs, in your hands, in your mouth at times. Yeah. Um, and remember, this is a hyper-oxygenating breathing versus a hypercapnic breathing where you're, where you are holding your breath, right? right. And, and there's benefits to that as well. But in that, in this process of in, out, in, out, in, out, you can actually feel stuff from the center outward, something being ironed out towards your extremities. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'll ever understand that, but perhaps maybe explain how do you explain it to a total newbie as to why that happens? Scarecrow, claw hands. Like, yeah. It's interesting. Well, I think you're talking about your own experience, right? True. That's so, right. So like this is something that's ha- I think the the hard thing to actually talk about the details in, in a practice like this is that it is so specific to each individual person and it's different every single time you do it. So there's just as many people as there are, that's as many versions of what's going to happen. And 
every time each individual person does it, something new kind of unfolds because we just come to the moment as we are in that moment. Yeah. And like I can say for myself, we were talking before this podcast, like who I was five days ago is not who I am today. Yeah. It's just, it, I, and in fact, I am going to get up in the morning and breathe tomorrow because I'm like, I can't, I can't deal with myself. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. I, yeah. I need to do something. Um, so I think what you're talking about is actually exactly what I was just talking about. It's resistance. Yeah. So a lot. Some people do get um, physical sensations that are very painful, hard to tolerate, and from my point of view, is that it's energy. And so I liked your disclaimer, but and and that sort of speaks to. Uh, what I am and what I'm doing. Like, I am not a, I'm not a sciencey person. I'm not, I didn't go to medical school. I didn't, you know, I come at this from, from the mystical point of view only. Yeah. And the way that I see it and the way I experience it in my own self is that we are energetic beings and how we hold uh, and process energy in our bodies is really complex. It's complex and it's simple, right? We have, there's all these words in our uh, modern vocabulary of healing about flow, mm-hmm. about stagnation, about trauma, mm-hmm. about there's all these kind of buzzwords around like, oh, I've got these patterns I want to break. And like, but I think flow is one of the ones that I, I come to a lot. It's like, oh, I want to be in flow with my yeah. life. I want to be in yeah. a flow state. But if you're a person that's had even physical injury, like there's energy being held mm. unconsciously in the body that you don't access all the time. It's unconscious. It's living there and it's not matter. Do you think it's suppressed stuff that is actively or, or even passively suppressed? Passively, actively, subconsciously, mm. unconsciously. I think it's it's complex yeah. because I I can just, even if I look at my own experience, right? Like I had experiences in my childhood and in my high school years that put me, and I'm a woman, like I, and I had this experience in the world just Mm. like really traumatized. I'm not different. I'm saying this to be different. I'm saying it because I think it's the same. It's like, I'm a woman who grew up and was very in this sort of in, in the ways that I would relate to men in a lot of intimate ways was very traumatizing. Yeah, sure. And then to come to find the breath and like realizing like, oh my God, I'm holding all this stuff in my body that's from 20 years ago. Right. But that's so unique to me, to my own experience. So I think what you're talking about is unique to you. And it's, there's just energetic, what we like to call an effigy energetic garbage. Mm. It's stuff that's like just sitting around, stinking up the place, but you don't know it's there. Yeah. And then you start to breathe and it all starts to move and then you can really clear it. And you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to fucking think your way out of... Right, right. It's not... Th- it's, a, it's pure somatic therapy in that you use your own life force, the power of the universe, the power of the universe is how I see it, how Elijah's talked about it a million times over. Like the power of the universe is inside every single breath. And if you use your breath, that power to heal yourself, you, you, there's no way you can't access the more high, um, just like the higher version of yourself. Like that's the point of doing this from my point of view. It's like to see your soul self to see the the uh the freedom in your physical body and to to have the actual experience of it it's so multi-dimensional because it does you have to deal with your mind like we did 10 breaths right i'm sure someone like listening to this like absolutely fucking not am i gonna (laughs) am i gonna do that for an hour but what i say to you is like it's your mind 
Yeah. It's only your mind. And the mind is, in my view, in my experience of doing this, the mind is the biggest resistor. Oh, yeah. It's not the body. The body's incredible. The body can do so many things. We can tolerate so much in the body, and human beings do it every single day. Right. But the mind... The mind, people and what they think and the rigidity of a thought and how that influences every single thing someone does is concrete. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like concrete. And so you start to breathe like that and like everything gets blown to pieces because the thoughts, rigid thoughts, it's just energy. Yeah. Yeah. And from the mind is where we've gotten stuck in this reductive model of the human experience, right? Where only the measurable things matter. Right. So, so in my disclaimer, what I'm trying to get people to understand is that you don't need to know why this works. In fact, the harder you try to understand why it works, Mm -hmm. probably the less effective it may even be. Totally. So there's something about surrendering, turning your palms out, sticking your chest out, Mm -hmm. tender heart, fierce balls, and just go into the fire (laughs) and and let's see what happens, right? Right. What do you have to lose by hyperoxygenating for an hour? But if you let your mind get in the way of like, what's happening to me? Then we end up in uh, uncharted territories and, and that well, may not necessarily be serving you. I don't know. Right. And it's if you are the person that's coming to me and, and needs to know the answer to a thousand questions, like it's not it's not for you. Yeah. It's not the moment. Like, and I'm not saying that to like scare, scare people off or that you shouldn't seek information. Of course, like I'm, I'm just looking for resonance. It's like yeah. I can if I'm in a room with you, I can convince you to come and try this because I've just done it so much. And it's so I, I can just make a case for anybody doing it because it's just your life. It's just life. It's yeah. just a breath. Right. But, you know, if to me, it's like, where's the everybody wants something right? It's like everybody's got desires. Every single human being has desires and every single person suffers. I know you've heard me say that. Like the the thing that connects all of us is not love. Mm. I mean, fuck it should be, but it's not, it's suffering. Every Mm. human being knows suffering. Like don't, I've met zero people coming to a class with me and they're not completely heartbroken about something. Yeah. Right. Right. And to me, it's like, that's where we connect is in the suffering. And if you show up and, and try something in just the simple, the simple idea of feeling better, you're going to get something. Mm. There's no way like, and to me, like my actual pitch is like, just try it. Like maybe you'll hate it and you'll never do it again. And that's fine. But at least you did it. At least you tried it. You're not going to hurt yourself. You're not going to damage anything. <laughs> like You're just breathing. It's what you do literally all yeah. day long. You're just changing the cadence of it for an hour. Yeah. I think that what you've described is really a great, it's a great metaphor as well for something that many women go through with this child, which is childbirth, right? Like I can't mm-hmm. give you the measurable out, uh, metric or, or some input that you can try out that's going to ensure that you have a good birth. I'm using air quotes and intentionally because what is a good birth? What is it? Baby's right. going to come out. And the way Stephanie, my wife, describes it is, you know, you get to the top of the hill on the roller coaster, you're, the baby's coming out. Like, yeah. <laughs> you've got no control over this process. Right. So the practice of, so Stephanie has breathed with you m- many times yeah. and, and she even breathed in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Because physiologically, for anybody out there who's, he's like, an OBGYN recommending hyperventilation. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you're hyperoxygenating and we checked the baby before and after. Stephanie breathed in labor recently mm-hmm. and the baby was perfect. Yeah. Perfectly. You know, I mean, all of our, whatever monitors we have, it's, it's not great technology anyways, but 
in practicing the breathing, Stephanie has had a journey of her, uh, of her own mm-hmm. w- with you in meeting that resistance and then going through that resistance. And the next time it's a very different experience altogether. Right. And that practice, I think, did help her with birth in both of her births, which were both very, you know, in my eyes, were very objectively good births. Mm-hmm. But then recently you came over. So the, 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 everybody knows, I think, the birth story by now, but you came over at 6 p.m. after her waters broke at, uh, at 5. Mm-hmm. You set us up. We both were breathing on the bed. We had our tub set up. Our midwife you know, mm-hmm. was there downstairs waiting for some action. Mm-hmm. You put on the soundtrack. We started breathing. And 40 minutes in, Stephanie asked you to leave. I was all cramped up. I was yeah. out in outer space. <laughs> I like yeah. totally dissociate when I do your breathing. Yeah. And um, I don't think you dissociate. I think you get... Um, you just get far away from like normal Yang Nathan. Yeah, perhaps. Like, yeah. I, I don't think you're dissociating at all, actually. I think you're actually plugging yourself into the real, like the real, real yeah. of what you yeah, are. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I think it's like that, that exquisite, <sighs> intolerable <laughs> thing that you get into in your body. Like, I how think. How dare you, intolerable? How, <laughs> how dare you? I mean, you can tell me if it's tolerable or not. But. It's so intense, right? Yeah, it's, it's like an a, intensity all day long. It, yeah, right. And I think you're not disassociating at all. I think you're actually like plugging in, like yeah. this is it, and sure. it's like your mind kind of can't hang on to normal Nathan thoughts yeah. inside of that. And yeah. I don't think it's disassociating yeah. at all. Yeah, well, I appreciate you saying that because for me, it's like, oh man. Well, in in that in that instance, at the forty minute mark, Stephanie mm-hmm. asked you to leave because yeah. her underwear was going to come off. Because <laughs> the midwife, we had a doctor who's training in home birth, and then a midwife student who were all there, like rabbits in the corner, like, yeah. what is <laughs> this? Who's on? in control here? Is the words you said. Yeah, I was like, who's in charge? And then, like a minute later, like a couple minutes after you left, mm-hmm. before you even got into your car, yeah, baby was out, right, and the baby was asleep. Mm-hmm. Apgars were 10 and 10. That's the way we, we gauge how they transition to the outside world. Mm. Like this baby was pink, breathing, crying. We had to wake her up in order to, to like assess, but yeah. she was fine. And Stephanie did not leave. She was very grounded and mm-hmm. she was breathing harder than she'd ever breathed before. Yeah. Per you and her discussions that I've heard. Yeah. And um, this little baby came out asleep. Stephanie, it seemed like it was a relatively... Um, and again, and this is me speaking from the outside. Mm-hmm. It was a relatively easy experience yeah. compared to the way most people experience birth. Right. And even that is still a hard experience. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But the breathing, like she breathed the baby out. A portal opened, a baby came mm-hmm. out, and the baby was on her chest. And that was a birth. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. So you got to see us in that moment. Tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about your perspective. What, what were you witnessing? Well, you know, I mean, I'm there to... I have purpose just about this practice and me as a facilitator. Like yeah. it feels so divine. And so when I get invited, it's, this is an extraordinary experience. It's not something I'd done before. You guys asked me to be a part of it. And of course, like the weirdo in me is like, hell yes, <laughs> let's do this. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. What's I had, your first time that you've done this in birth? Right? In labor. Actual birth. I've done I've done a lot of breath with a lot of pregnant women and very pregnant women, yeah, but not yeah. in the active labor moment so of course like i'm just like i i'm a person that i just go towards the fire and it, <laughs> always so i was like absolutely so it's like you guys called i was like i'm on my way and i just immediately 
that part of me that feels divinely guided just goes to work. And I was like, let's, and Stephanie was like, let's turn this music up. Let's crank it up. Crank it up. And like, there's an intensity, there's a stress to the moment because oh, it's yeah. like something's happening, something's yeah. coming, let's get it on, let's do it. So I'm sort of futzing around. I'm sw- I know something's <laughs> happening because I'm sweating. And I turn the music on and we just start going for it. And I'm just, I get into my own meditative state. I don't think too much. I'm just following the flow. And like, I'm watching, I'm feeling, I'm guiding, I'm saying a lot of things. Like even things that I was saying, I was like, why was I saying that? And then Stephanie reminded me, it's like, oh, we had talked about that before. And I was like, oh, right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Like just things that are just sort of flying out of my mouth. And so I'm in this kind of space, the the space of the breath it's hard to explain yeah. it's just like this yeah. energetic frenzy and it's a little shamanistic in a way i mean you're totally you're, you're, you're channeling in a sense totally energetically you're connecting us you can feel the energy coming from between us and from you and right um there's magic there i mean you're a magician yeah and i think i mean my human self like as soon as i started when i noticed that stephanie's belly was shape shifting like there i had that very human moment of like what Going There's on. A baby coming out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is that? I can't. I don't know. It was so shocking to see this like total shape shifting contraction. Like I, I, I was there. I was present for my sister giving birth to two of my nieces, and so I've I've been in childbirth before, so it was not an unfamiliar experience in that. But I'd never seen a belly just like alien shift all over the place that was nuts and just fascinating to me anyway but i was like there was no part of me that thought in that moment like baby's coming out like i just didn't because i have no idea how long these things last and neither does anybody right yeah we have no (laughs) idea who Who would have guessed we would have had a two-hour labor i mean like it wasn't even that that, i don't don't, even know probably not it wasn't even two hours yeah it wasn't because stephanie yeah when she when i got here she told the midwife her water broke right before five the baby was here at 6 46 yeah right right so and that was the whole the thing nuts so i i think the one thing that's really important for me from my side to share and i think this was very specific to Stephanie and I think she would be okay with me saying this, but she didn't want to be a spectacle. Like yeah. you're an OBGYN. She didn't want anybody like high fiving over her. Like, wow, we're delivering babies here yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's just not her vibe. Like she's such a soul being and like, doesn't, she wants it to be a participatory thing. She wants the energy to feel really healthy and whole. And she doesn't want to be at the center of anything. She wants mm, it to be holistic. Very beautifully put. Yeah. Yeah, that's just who she is in her natural state. And so to be a part of that and for you to breathe as well, it was like there was every single one of us had purpose in the room. Like she was the one, of course, that we're doing it for. And she's at, she is at the center of it because that's why we're here. It's why we're doing it. And she's the baby is there. But the baby is there because of you too. Yeah, You're yeah. totally energetically, if not more masterfully connected than we even know. Yeah. And and you you there breathing along with her it's just this energetic tether that could happen and then i'm there to just you know hold the space to create the container so that that thing can happen in a really safe way yeah and from my point of view just the mystical totally woo woo new aging pan fluting whatever the fuck i am um person is that that feeling is so I can't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, this is what humanity is about because we all do have purpose. It's just like in that moment, it's just like, it confirmed something for me. It's like, we are all connected and we need help. 
and we need to hold each other's hands and just jump off the cliff together because that's yeah. how we live, that's how we experience, that's how we survive. And I, I felt like that the way that that all happened and how each one of us had purpose in the moment was so nuts. I don't even know. I don't sure. even have words to sure. ex- to put on it. And then it was. Just, I, I mean, it was so confusing when she was like, "I love you. See you later." <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And you're. I was like, I don't know who's in charge here. And it was just this frenzy of a moment. And then I like packed up myself, left, and I you're thought, like, Nathan, Nathan, you you gotta, like, gotta yeah, come like, back you in, gotta buddy. It together. <laughs> and Steph then was I, whacking me. I, I, I was out of space. I felt. <laughs> well, you really were. And I was like, I had to take care of you. Like just the responsible part of me that's responsible for what goes on there is in those spaces where I'm facilitating and leading something. Like I had to make sure it's like, I can't leave you when you're, you don't know what's going on. Like it's so blasted out. And so when you sat up and you said, I'm okay, I was like, okay, he's fine. (laughs) He's fine. And then when I left the room, I looked back and you rolled over and with your claw hand, it was like <laughs> petting Stephanie. It was so insane. Um, it's so much. And that's also part of it that I really love that. I think just to point out, like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. The human experience is laughable. It's so stupid. It's so ridiculous. Like what we think is so fucking important, how we build ourselves up, our egos. It's so stupid. And yeah. it's so funny. It's like, you're supposed to be catching the baby and you've got lobster claws. Like, <laughs> like it's so funny. It's so amazing. And it's like, let's just be with what it is. And yeah. I thought the way that it ended up translating into reality, just... I think it just says something about you, about Stephanie and about like your willingness to like create a space to have extraordinary experiences. And that, that to me is just so profound and not like, it's what, how I want to live my life. It's what I seek. Yeah. And I don't see it everywhere. I think. Well, that's why you're our friend. Yeah. We're selective with our friends. Well, and I think it's what you're saying. saying it's like, we've lived, we live in this reductive world where, Everything is like, can it be measured? Can we, mm. are you this kind of person? That's the kind of person. Right. I, just to say, this is a tangential side <laughs> note, but I've been online dating. Yeah. And I love when people on their profiles say no drama. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, no drama? No, no dr- oh, really no drama? Like, let's get in relationship and see how much yeah. drama you have or don't. Like, come on, people. Like, how can you dis- disclaim that you have no drama? I, yeah, right. Or, or are they advertising, hey, I don't want any trouble here. No drama. <laughs> if, if you got drama, you're bringing trauma into a relationship. I don't want it. As, like, if, well. <laughs> as if, as if you're not a part of it. This right, is nuts. Right, it's right, so, right. so funny. Yeah. Imagine for a moment you're an OBGYN and you're called by somebody you don't know and they need a doctor. So you arrive at the hospital and there's a woman in there, her name's Angie. And you're talking to her and, and you're talking to her about lifestyle stuff and how to keep her pregnancy healthy and postpartum recovery and all this other stuff. And then there's a man in the room, and his name's Paul. And he hands me a copy of his book and it's full of all these amazing things that he teaches life, you know, lifestyle coaches, holistic lifestyle coaches. After the birth of their baby, they invite you to their office and Paul's there. His last name happens to be Czech. I'm sure you've heard of him. And um, we're painting mandalas. We're skimming through his library. We go and stack rocks in his garden. We're like totally depleted. So we come back inside and he hands me 
a big glass of water and a scooper filled with a green powder. He says, pop that in there, you're going to feel better. Better than you ever have after a workout like that. And so I slug it down. We move on with our day. We blow some bags of vaporized tobacco. And I feel great. So fast forward. Here I have my own podcast, the Holistic Obi-Duane Podcast. And I've got this great sponsor, Organifi, who made this powder that Paul Check gave me. And the reason I bring this up is because I'm so proud to, ha- to have them as a sponsor in the show because they really capture everything that I hold near and dear as a, a holistic OB-GYN, but also as a health coach. Their green juice is made from, of course, a bunch of green veggies and whatnot, but it also contains a clinical dose of ashwagandha. And ashwagandha has been shown to reduce stress. It promotes relaxation. It gives you that overall sense of quality of life, like your, your vitality, your well-being your immune system benefits, your memory and concentration, your stress levels are going to be a little bit more manageable. You're going to curb your food cravings. Your sleep quality is going to go up. You're going to find that there are physical advantages that you have whenever your body is well-nourished. And not to mention in the bedroom, your stamina, the strength of your erections, just the overall quality in the connection you have with your partner. These are all the benefits of a well-nourished body. And the easiest way to do that, if you're busy like me, is to go to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Beloved, or you can enter code Beloved at checkout and you'll save 20% off of your purchase of Organifi green juice. They make it in a powder, like a tub that you scoop it into a drink shaker, or they carry it in these little um, sleeve pouches that you can travel with. So go to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Beloved, or enter code Beloved at checkout. You'll save 20% Organifi's green juice, or any of the other amazing products that they have. Let's get back to my conversation with Sarah Tramoli. Well, having you there for our birth was really, really special, and not least of which because we love you, and you are our friend, and Mm -hmm. we care about you, and we care about what you bring. You show up, and you bring you. You bring Sarah. And um, I don't know if we could have ever predicted that we would have had that type of birth. Mm. I also don't know if it would have been quite the same had she and I not both been breathing. Like there was definitely an intertwining of Mm -hmm. our energetic bodies, the more subtle bodies. And uh, it was very, very special. And I'm very, very grateful to have had you there. I mean, you're a permanent part of our story. Yeah. And I think it's lovely. Yeah. And just if I think about the baby, right? Like I think about my own connection to that child yeah that particular child like i've loved you guys but it's like i just feel it's like wow i was meant there's just i feel this and i don't mean this from an arrogant point of view i mean it from like i just feel in my heart like it's emotional it's like makes me cry Mm. it's like oh there's this child and i got to be a part of your inception into the world like it's that's so special it's such an incredible it's such an incredible thing to have Experience. I mean, there's plenty of people that never witness a childbirth. Yeah, right. And, and, and I wasn't even there for her actual birth, but like I was, I got to be, I was invited to be a part of the, yeah, the process. You were there five minutes prior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You, you've also done, you do workshops all over the place, um, mm-hmm. out on the West Coast, out here in Kentucky, mm-hmm. regionally. You go up to New York sometimes as well, or? Yeah, I mean, COVID. COVID. <laughs> Who knows? What's that? What's that? 
that? What's that? Anyways? I mean, we used to be traveling people. Now we offer things online. I mean, I'm open. I want to travel. Yeah. I want to get out there. Yeah. I want to get my hands on anybody and everybody that wants to do breath. We're going to do an effigy breath work at Burning Man. You're going to be there this year. And, um, I'll and be we're going to do a big effigy breath work with a bunch of conscious, awesome people. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, you did a, re, uh, a workshop recently with uh, my friend Marin, who's now your friend Marin, yeah. and her husband Jason, uh-huh. uh, both of which are, um, they're really, really special people to me. Marin is a radical birth keeper and um, midwife extraordinaire, teaches midwife students, and she had a whole bunch of people in her community join mm-hmm. for a breathing session. Yeah. What was it like? I mean, I know their circle is a lot of very conscious people who mm-hmm. are uh, right in line and would jive with this conversation. Yeah. What was it like for you to be there? Because Jason and Marin are pretty powerful, yeah. uh, witchy, weirdo, mm-hmm. awesome types like us. Yeah. What was it like to breathe with them for the first time? Well, I think, you know, something I want to just say out in the open is something that I've said there. I said this there and I've said many times over, but it's always just amazes me when things happen where you show up to some like shitty little strip mall and then yeah. you provide this profound experience that's like <laughs> life-changing for someone yeah sure and that is that was at the heart of this it's like you don't need to go to bali you don't need to go to costa rica you don't need to be in some jungle abyss ashram, ashram <laughs> to have an enlightened spiritual experience yeah. Yeah. to have an ecstatic somatic therapeutic life-changing profound just the most profound experience. There's not words. I don't have, my vocabulary is so small. I'm realizing it as I'm talking to you. It's like, I keep saying exquisite and extraordinary and profound. I just say the same things over and over again because there's just kind of not words to put on what <laughs> what it is. But that was a that was a huge thing for me going down there with those, um, with Marin and Jason and their little community. It was like, it really is a shitty little strip mall. I mean, their space is lovely inside of it. It's like you walk in and like, wow. That's a shitty little strip mall outside, and then here yeah. it's so I nice. Mean, we're in Kentucky, guys. We're <laughs> yeah. in like the sort of pseudo South Midwest. Like, yeah. there's a lot of crappy buildings that haven't been updated since the '70s, yeah. and they look like crap. And there's a peddler's mall inside. <laughs> but then you walk in, and you're like, "What is this little cool space over here?" And pow, yeah. you have this experience, right? Which is not what you would expect in right. rural Kentucky, <laughs> right? I mean, and keep in mind, like, this is a very poor state. It's a lot of Appalachia. Yeah. It's like this right. is a lot right. of poverty. I mean, not to say that that's what was going on in that strip mall but it's uh, yeah this is so fascinating it's certainly place. not a four thousand dollar retreat in costa rica it's definitely <laughs> not that um so that experience you know was much like a lot of my experiences it's like it's always exciting to do a class with people that have never done it before and this was a room of it was just 12 people yeah but none of them have done it before and it was in a very confined small space. And I love that because everybody, like the energy just, when it kicks up, it kick, kicks up for everybody. It's like yeah, you can't yeah. run from yourself and then everybody's in this stew all together. Right. It's not linear. It's not like no. two people is twice the experience. Three te- people is three times. It is a logarithmic exponential increase in the, the power of the breath when you're doing yeah. this in a group. And, you know, we've talked a lot just so far about... um like your personal experience with like the personal, very uh, singular experience. We've talked about that, but there is a group experience Mm. that I think is really important to this, even if you're doing it virtually, like there's a group tether that happens. And I always say this too, it's like, whether I get to it or not, there's something that connects the people that come into a space. And like, the, the the thing that connected that particular group was everyone in that room was so sensitive 
like just so sensitive and none of them have a practice to off gas. Oh yeah. It's like that. They're and taking in, taking in, taking, taking in, taking in. And it's in. just being locked up in there. Right. Right. And they, when I said that at the end, like the whole room kind of was like, whoa, <laughs> they all laughed. <laughs> and it's because it's, there's, there's so much truth in that. It's like, yeah. there are people that just take stuff on and then can't let it go. And like, there's always some kind of theme or not. Like this is a mystical weird. That's a mystery to me. Yeah. I don't know why, why it works. I don't know why. I don't know why I keep doing it. I mean, I do know and I don't know. Like the thing that I do know about it is that it's so easy and I feel better every single time I do it. And it's yeah. very different for me now. I've done hundreds of them. I breathe myself. I mean, just last month I got up every morning for seven days and did an hour, just 6 wow. a.m., got up, breathed, laid there for a half hour, and then got up and went about my day. And that's, I mean, after those seven days, it's like, okay, wow, onward. Yeah. And, you know, other times I get up and do a minute and that's all I need. Yeah. So I think it's just a, it's a simple, it's a really simple way to get after something that feels complex. At the end of the breath, every single time for me, mm -hmm. there's a bit of a, uh, it's that, you know, coming down experience. And, mm -hmm. and for those who are listening, who've used psychedelics, this is comparable mm. to some of the more powerful psychedelic experiences I've had. So mm. I want to give people that, like, I, I want to give you guys that caveat that, that what we're talking about here is quite powerful. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about trauma releasing and whatnot, what happens after you have been breathing like this for an, for an hour, I, I can only speak from my own experience, but Stephanie has related some of the same language. Mm -hmm. There's a faucet that turns on mm -hmm. and it's, it's this trembling. Like if, if you see something sad in a movie, you get teary eyed and then you might weep a little bit or, when I had to kill a rat one time in our house, I <laughs> sobbed in my sh wife's <laughs> shoulder because I can't bear killing anything. And mm -hmm. maybe that's some work for me to do. But mm. it's uh, uh, the sobbing that happens after the bre after your breathing is far different from anything else. It's kind of like when you were a little kid and you were just so sad mm. about that thing that happened. And you don't even know why, but there's this, it's like a, it's like pulsating out of the center of your chest where it's a, <laughs> yeah for like 15 20 minutes afterwards mm. and i think me uh i like most men we don't cry often enough but this wasn't even a conscious cry it was my body was it was a ripple effect from what had just happened mm -hmm. it's sort of like you throw a stone into the water and you get this crazy interference pattern mm -hmm. but it's not until the very very like as long as nothing disturbs the water it'll eventually go to resting mm -hmm. but that like re sort of constitution period after the ripple after you've thrown mm -hmm. the stone everything gets settled again and that settling process is a it manifests for me as a weeping a sobbing like there's a, mm. a convulsive and it's so therapeutic like it just feels like oh finally mm -hmm. oh, i got that out i don't even know what it was that i got out but like yeah. you said we don't know what we don't know right we're, we're suppressing or whatever you want to call it subconsciously we've, we're holding on to stuff and yeah. if you're a very empathic person, like both me and Stephanie are, yeah. we take on that energy. And while yeah. she's yin excess, I'm yang excess, it's, even though I'm busy and she's not busy during the day where <laughs> mm -hmm. we find joy, we're both taking in so much from the world, so and much. especially in the age of COVID. There's just so much negativity and so much pain and division and suffering. And we're all taking that on. Whether you're empathic or not, you're taking this in and you take it in and you take it in and take it in. Where is that release valve? Right. This... Is not a, it's not a something you get to 
mentally decide on. Right. Am I cool crying right now? It is yeah. coming out of you and your chest is going to continue to just yeah. convulse like that as these tears flow. It's a sobbing, beautiful cry. Mm-hmm. That happens for me every single time, including when Everly Rosa came. Mm-hmm. I rolled over and Everly came out. And I was like, it's like, why am I? I, I mean, I know yeah. I'm crying, but I like, know, right. this just it potentiated that experience. Right. So um, does that happen for you? Like, since you do it for seven days in a row, do you mm-hmm. still get that? I mean, again, you're talking about your experience. Of course. And yeah. I think like. That is that's one, all that matters is my that's experience. That's all that matters. <laughs> well, your experience is, you know, it's information. It's, it is information. But what you're talking about is no resistance. What you're talking about is acceptance. What you're talking about is release. Yeah. And that can come in many different forms for all kinds of people. I mean, I don't have, like, I used to get all the cramping and things that you get. Yeah. I get none of that anymore. And I sometimes will get to like a weeping sort of a thing, but I don't really like, it's just where I get it is in the like day after. Oh, right. Like I just feel like unwound, but Mm. that's my own form of like the letting go of the resistance of just being in the acceptance of it. So yeah, I mean, I'll do seven days in a row, but it's, um, I don't have, uh, I've done so much of this. that like, there's a part and also like, I don't alter my state. I don't do drugs. I keep myself pretty in my lane these days. I like do my spiritual practice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just, uh, I stay in my lane these days, you know, like I'm just exercising. I'm taking care of my body. I'm just doing my thing. And so like the, my experience of how it translates in my body is just totally different. Like I've just been doing it years longer than yeah, you have. And I yeah. did uh, so much, like three a day for five or six days straight. Like that's insane. But I think that that is what you're looking for. That's the reason to do it, right? The reason to do it is to like get your heart. And what you're really talking about is like feeling the purity of your heart. And if there's one benefit of effigy or any kind of breath work, really, I think it's that like... Oh, the heart. Mm. It's so beautiful and so fragile and it's where everybody's broken. And if you can put a little salve on the heart, even for a moment, like it's devastating, right? Yeah. Oh, it's just devastating. Mm. It just makes you cry because it's like the the feeling of the wholeness of the heart is, it's indescribable. Yeah. Wow. Well, so we've been going for close to an hour. Wow. I think that... I think this is a good part one. I okay. think we're going to need to talk more. Um, what else do people need to know about this? What else would you like them to know? Well, there's one thing I do want to just disclaim a little bit because we're talking, yeah. you use the word hyperventilation. I use the word hyperventilation. And I think that I just want to say, put draw a line in yeah, the sand about do. what I mean by that. Um, hyperventilation is hyperventilation. It's more than enough ventilating. Mm-hmm. And hyperventilation gets a connotation in our culture of being associated with trauma. And when you hear the word like hyperventilate, most people immediately Sounds are. Sounds pathologic in some way. Yeah. Yes. And people are like, I do not want to be hyperventilating. That's bad. That's mm. wrong. That we shouldn't, should not be doing that. And what we're talking about is putting consciousness yeah. on a breath practice and you put consciousness on your breath and it changes the whole thing. So hyperventilation, more than enough ventilation is totally fine. It's just, it's a fact. It's something that's happening. And 
when it happens, when hyperventilation happens in traumatic experiences, it's the body's uh, natural way of dealing with it. And from my point of view, as a breathworker person who believes in this, like that's so intelligent. It's so intelligent. Your body responds by taking in more breath. Mind blown to me. And it's so scary when it starts to happen unconsciously. Yeah, or it, right. It's right. so scary. And I get that like that is traumatizing in and of itself. But if we can start looking at the body's natural responses to trauma, there's so much information in that. And I will advocate for hyperventilation all day long. Mm. Because if you can put, if you, if you are a person that has had traumatic experiences where you go into those hyperventilating states and then you come and you do a breathwork practice like this and those feelings come up, yeah. except you're in a safe environment, those patterns, those traumas can actually clear it's like magic. It's like in an instant, in a snap, it's spontaneous. It's like, oh, wow, I'm just breathing. I'm just breathing. Then mm. all of a sudden, you've got a million tools in your toolbox to accept, to love in that moment where your body is in some other state. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you you, you provided that. Because um, it does sound, it's very confronting. Back to the beginning of our conversation, it's yeah. very confronting that we're going to do this. But, you know, the the six practices, the six principles that I approach holistic mm. lifestyle coaching, um, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, are diet, movement, hydration, sleep, mindset, and breath. Mm. Mm-hmm. And while it is confronting, I think it's confronting because a lot of people are not actually, they're, they're good with a diet, sure. paleo diet, yeah. autoimmune <laughs> protocol, yeah. sugar-free, keto, whatever. Yeah. Yes. There's all that great stuff out there. Diet is just a part of of the equation. So is movement, moving mm-hmm. lymph, moving energy, moving blood, mm-hmm. sleep, you know, mindset, these things. Yeah. But the breath is something that people don't talk about. I, of course I'm breathing. Yeah. But this is not breathing. This is conscious breathing. Right. Whether you call it hyperventilating or whatever. Mm-hmm. In fact, in the middle of it, uh, like you said, whenever Stephanie was like, bye, Sarah, I love you. Uh, I is. was still breathing. Totally. I was not, I was entranced. And the rhythm had just taken over unconsciously. Yeah. So much so that you had to like kind of rattle me out of it and mm-hmm. get me back in, you know, ground me again. And mm-hmm. and um, and that's where the magic happens, you know? And uh, what I always say to people is, and, and those six principles, by the way, are the Czechs principles, you know, yeah. and the Czech Institute that we all learn. And there's a lot of Czech practitioners that are listening to this, but many have heard of Wim Hof and not effigy. Mm-hmm. And what I remind everybody out there listening, whether you're a midwife or a doctor or just Joe Schmo, mm-hmm. we love Joe Schmo. That's, I love... We are not, dim- this is not he's, diminishing the role of Joe Schmo. He's got no drama. <laughs> <laughs> no drama, Joe. <laughs> Um, you can tell a lot about a person by, by looking at how they breathe, you know? Oh my God. How you breathe is how you live. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You, if people, if you look at your breath, just look at it and just you, every, every single thing that is in you that makes up you, it is in your breath. It's there. It, whether you're hyperventilating or you're just walking down the street or through right. a doorway, right. like it's there. It's it, you breathe how you live. That's a it, that's another sort of one of our catchphrase. You breathe how you live. It's like someone comes and breathes with me. It's like I know you. We can never have a conversation ever in our life, but you breathe with me. I know you. I know where your trip wires are. I know where your blocks are. I know where your heart is. I know where your tender spots are. Where your hard spots are. Like it's. It's, mm, you cannot hide. Yeah, yeah, you can't hide, right. Yeah. 
We do a lot of hiding, especially in American culture. We do. Yeah, this is very exposing. It's very vulnerable, vulnerable, but that's where that's why I think it is so therapeutic and why I'll continue doing it for sure. Yeah, and I think this is about I mean, it is about the spiritual path. And that's those are hard words I think for people mainstream, but like if you're interested in your life, you're on a spiritual path. Yeah. And I don't I wish there was other more palatable words for that, but this is I think this is a practice for the, if you're investigating or looking at your life, sure, there's all kinds of things that you can do, right? Like you've tried a million of them. Put the crystals in your pockets or, <laughs> you know, taking psychedelics. There's so many things to do, but your breath, it's intrinsic to your life. Yeah. And to use it and to use it to exalt yourself. And then you've earned your healing. You've earned sure. your the, the benefit. Yeah. Amen. Aho. Uh ho. Uh real quickly, I think I'd be remiss if I if I didn't mention that you also are into cold immersion therapy. Oh yeah. So tell me a little bit about your practice. Yeah, I mean in the winter time I go on the weekends I go and get in the water. And it's I um <laughs> fresh water like uh, fresh water. Yeah, 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 it's not as cold as some people that do it. I mean, we hover around like 40 degrees. Um I mean, that's not warm. That is cold. That it's is cold. not as cold as my, my frozen over cold immersion tub <laughs> in the backyard here, yeah. but um, it's cold. I, I think, look, anything that you can do to put yourself in a state where you have to use your mind for what it's good for, which is to breathe, focus on your breath, focus on your breath, focus on your breath, because that's the only thing that's going to get you yeah. over to the other yeah. side. Like that, Those are good practices for me. And I, I just am one of those people's like, I, I, my constitution is I'm fired up all the time. Like I don't drink, I don't do drugs. I don't drink coffee. Like I can't, I can't take it. Like I'm just fired up all the time. So getting in cold water is just great for my natural constitution. What would it be like for you to live in my body for a day? <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to that to do that experiment. A little though. freaky Friday for us. Like, yeah. No. Ah. <sighs> yeah. You, Stephanie describes it as I wake up and I'm like, I wake up and I go, ah, <laughs> I run and I do my things ah, all the way until I get into bed and I'm still screaming. Ah. I close my eyes and then my mouth shuts and I go to sleep. She's like, that's you in a nutshell. Because there was like a TikTok or something that she pointed out. Yeah. Um, Right on, Sarah. Um, yeah. This is super, it's super cool to be able to do this with you. Yeah. I love you so Thank dearly, you. really. Same. Thank you for being in our life and for caring for us and our little babies and for um, caring for you because we need you and we love you. And I hope to do the, we'll do another interview soon. Yeah. Um, how can people find Effigy and find you? Yeah, you can find me and everything I do at EffigyBreath.com. It's E-F-F-I-J-I Breath.com. Or you can just email me, effigybreath at gmail.com. You're I'm, the one. I'm I'm answering all those emails. Did you say at gmail.com? Gmail, yeah. Awesome. Okay. All yeah. Right. I mean, look, I'm open. I love to travel. I love, like, if you've got a group of people, just shoot me an email. I'm yeah. happy to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. We will, um, well, you're going to get probably some requests from this, from this interview. And um, as we travel, as my practice expands, I'm trying to find ways to make this, to, to really instill in people the importance of this principle of mm -hmm. breathing. Um, because like I said, everybody's, you know, it's the classic 26 year old guy who's, who's jacked. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, at CrossFit every day. Mm -hmm. He is, uh, weighing his macros, you know, or whatever. Yeah. He's taking every supplement in the world. And if it was just a matter of like 
keeping your your body strong, accumulating stuff and making money, we'd have a lot of happy people. But yeah. people are not happy. No. There's a lot of unhappy people, even when they've reached the pinnacle of their career and they've got all the money in the world. Yeah. And it's because they're probably not focusing on the more subtle aspects of living. And I think breath work is one way to, to not only care for your body by mm-hmm. oxygenating and breathing, expanding all those little inter- intercostal muscles and really pushing through the resistance and all the things we talked about, but also reconciling the reality that you are more than just this physical person yes and the connection you have with others with your community with your neighbors with the cosmos is an equal part of your health totally your breath work is a a great way to do that so i hope everybody will try it hope people will seek you out Mm -hmm. and if there's anything that we can do to facilitate more workshops we're going to keep doing that for you yeah thank you my pleasure pleasure Was I lying? Was that not the most incredible interview ever? And it's so practical. Like you could sign up for one of her breath workshops, breathe for an hour, and your game, your, your, your entire life will be changed. It's like life before and after you've been introduced to Effigy. Freaking amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the show. For anybody out there who wants to find Sarah and wants to try this style of breath work, it will change your life. I'll put all of the links in the show notes. I thank you so much for listening. If you want to find me and work with me, particularly, I am a holistic OBGYN. I've got a wide range of experience in avoiding surgery and birth control. Let me just summarize it like that. My practice is where awakened women find healing. And you can find that healing at BelovedHolistics.com. The show notes where you can make donations and find out a little bit about, about bleh, a little bit more about the podcast. Um, if you want to go do that, you can go to holisticabijuanpod.com. Through both websites, you can sign up for my newsletter, which is a weekly short brief video where I talk a little bit about me and about my life and about things I'm hearing from clients and ways I'm helping to address their issues. So, you know, there's no spam or anything. It's just me riffing, like always. If you're a health coach, a birth educator, a midwife, a doula, a check practitioner, another type of doctor. I have a collaborator program for a reasonable monthly fee. I will consult with you whenever you need it in order to provide your patients with the optimal care, whether they are male, female. If they're female, preconception, postconception, throughout pregnancy, into the postpartum period, through menopause, you name it. I got the whole scope here. And it's my pleasure to serve you in that way. So that's episode, gosh, what episode are we on? This is amazing. We're just cruising through. That was episode 46. Um, I will see you next time for episode 47 with my friend Lynn Schulte, who's a physiotherapist or pelvic, I'm sorry, a physical therapist, as you call it here in the States. I'll see you next time, guys. Take care.